All right, we ready? Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Ruben Garrick for the corner. Ankle breaker! KD! And it comes to Moses. That is incredible! LeBron James, a shot in history. He's back! Pull up a chair, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Amateur Athlete Podcast with Vaughn. On today's episode, I chat with young and upcoming rugby league player Hayden Buchanan. From the town of Jerangong, this guy has risen through the ranks of the St. George Illawarra Dragons junior representative pathways and is now taking part in his very first preseason with the NRL squad. This guy's work ethic is unbelievable and I've had the pleasure of coaching him for the past two seasons. I'm excited to bring Hayden onto the podcast. H, welcome. Good to see you. Mate, before we get started... Everyone wants to know the answer to this question. Besides Spence, your current strength and conditioning coach, and besides Bumper Andrews, who is your favorite SNC of all time? Definitely Vaughn yourself. Yes. All right, guys, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, I guess, into the preseason with the Dragons. How's it all going? Oh, absolutely loving it. It's been such a good experience uh, getting in there with all those boys, like... You know, people we've looked up to for so many years, they've just they've helped out heaps and um yeah, I love it. Off the back of a uh successful season for you in, in Harold Mats and then stepping up to to under twenties and stuff, how how do you find the step up going from that Harold Mats junior level up into the NRL preseason? Uh yeah, it's probably probably just the intensity everything's done at was definitely a bit of a shock at the start. Like every single drill is just a hundred percent you know, there's no area for sort of bludging or anything. Like, I feel like probably in the junior grades, it's pro- not accepted, but it's just it's just a different it's just a different level of intensity, and it's needed to be at your best at NRL. You would have to train that way. I guess there's like a a standard that has to be met when you're when you're in that environment. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Let's go back. I was going to say a few years, but more than a few years to to your junior days in Jerangong. Tell us a little bit about. Growing up in Jerangong, I spoke to Ruben Garrick on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he said he loved Jerangong, going to the beach every day. It's a small community. What What are your thoughts? How, how did you find growing up in Jerangong? Yeah, I'd have to agree. Like you're just riding bikes around town. It's, it's pretty awesome. And if you're not hip up at the Oval playing footy, so that uh that definitely helped all of us. You know, we, we our junior team was pretty successful. We won like three comps and then two years in COVID were undefeated. So and that was pretty much probably because we were playing footy every day, every spare day, every afternoon. Yeah, I just I loved it. Tell us a little about Jerangong Lions, your junior club. You played there all your life. What's the club like? How's the community around the club? Yeah, it's it's a very special uh, culture. We're all very a very close um, community. And then that probably transpires onto the field too, like, the first grade um, side I was actually a part of this year and we won the comp and the reserve grade won the comp and the 18s finished riders up. Like everyone was just, it was just such a tight group when we all came back to the clubhouse to celebrate. There was just this feeling of like just everyone's so connected and just all had the same goal and it was just very special actually, yeah. I guess it goes to, goes to say like for as long as I played rugby league, Jerry and Gong have always been, you know, up there comp-wise. And I guess that that says a lot because not only first grade always up there, but your reserve grade, as you said, your 18s, they're always strong. So I guess it's a, a, a telling tale when when a club's like that. Scotty Stewart is one of the legends of, of the club there. 
and he's working at the Dragons there. Tell us a little about Scotty and and has Scotty what what influence has Scotty had on you? I mean, Scotty's just one of the best blokes you'll ever meet. I don't I don't say that lightly. I mean that genuinely. <laughs> like yesterday, we were at the field running up. He's doing our like uh, Christmas break running with us. He's running it all for us. He's just he's just an absolute legend. He um he was very good for me as a first grade coach this year. Um, he's just so calm and just like you'll be right, mate. At the start, yeah. and, I don't know, just helped out heaps and yeah. I remember when I was playing twenties for the Dragons. Scotty was that team manager or whatever, and it was it was it was preseason, and we we're doing some sort of conditioning on the field. And the, at my coach at the time, Matty Head was like, "All right, Scotty's joining in on the running. If he beats you, you're doing another half an hour of conditioning." And you know what? He beat me, and I was stuck out there doing an extra half an hour of conditioning. He he is a freak. He's a weapon, bro. You still train? Like we'll come in, um, and he's training with some of the boys who are injured doing off feet at a, yeah. at the NRL, like. He's he's a, a, yeah, he's a weapon. He is a weapon. Growing up, um, at, at what age did you kind of know that you wanted to kind of pursue rugby league as a as a career? At about seven, <laughs> when I first kicked the ball. Yeah, first, uh, I don't know. It's just I've always it's just always giving me this feeling that I sort of can't. I haven't really found anywhere else and can't really replicate in any other facet of life. To be honest, like I just I can't really explain it. That's the only way I can really put it into terms. Like I've just never really had any other desire to do anything at all really i just i love it yeah and what about we all know that you're, you're talented you you got speed to burn you're, you're strong at, at what age did you kind of know that you had these aspects of your game that you could that you could utilize i feel like me and me and my dad did a fair bit of training on my speed so mm-hmm. when i got to about 12 13 i started getting a bit of almost like puppy fat <laughs> so I wasn't like, I wasn't like explosive anymore, and I was sort of just a good defender. So me and Dad sort of did a fair bit of work on speed and agility, and that that probably helped uh, a fair bit. And then yeah, just just through mats and stuff, just going to the gym and stuff. But yeah, that probably Dad Dad really helped me um, get quicker. We'd spend a fair bit of time training, and that's that probably has helped my game a lot actually. Yeah, for sure. Because in that Howard Mats team this year and, and the year before. You could easily tell in all the testing, all the all the gym work that you are not to not to name and shame other people, but one of the strongest and, and the fastest in the team and in the club. Let's talk about rep footy. So, did you obviously you played your Harold Matt stuff? What about before that? Were you playing Group Seven rep footy? Uh, it's pretty funny. So they because of COVID, I missed a few years, but also they never would let me play. Why? I would always have to trial a year up. The first year I made the 13s development squad and we played a few games. I made it as a 12-year-old. And then the next year they scrapped the development squad. It's when I was actually 13, so I couldn't trial for that. And then the uh, the 14s, they said, nah, sorry, mate, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to trial a year up. Why not? What was the reasoning behind that? I, I don't know. The Group 7 guy just didn't want me to at the time, but I really honestly couldn't tell you now. And uh that really hurt, like just watching all my mates who I obviously play with and just not like, not that I was saying I would make it, but just not being given the chance. Yeah, given the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of that. And then the same thing happened uh, the first year, Andrew Johns, they all went to go play Andrew Johns. And then like, they, like three days before the trial, they said to me, I, was, I got a call from someone from New South Wales Rugby League. He just said, mate, you're not allowed to play. I'm not allowed to trial. You're not allowed to be a year up in the comp. And I shattered us. Yeah, heartbreaking to be honest. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, 
you want to obviously further your your football career and, and knowledge and not being able to have the opportunity opportunity to do that. It's a bit strange. Let's move forward to Harold Matz. So you played there, was it 2022, 2023? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about moving, I guess, from, I was going to say Group 7, but like the rep teams, but you obviously didn't play. But I guess from local footy to Harold Matz to, to the New South Wales competition, what's, what's the transition like there? Um, well, at the start, it was kind of weird because there's all these people I've been competing against trying to beat, and they were all coming together to try and do the same to other teams. So uh, the first few trainings was a little bit like, "Oh, we are we really like close?" Or are we? <laughs> but eventually, after like a week or two, and you just you all get amongst it with the boys, and end up you end up close and whatever. But yeah, um, I'd say I'd say it was pretty good. Um, I really I liked that football probably a little bit more. I just like a little bit more structure and yeah. I don't know, I just, I enjoyed it more and I felt probably more excited. Um, I felt like it was probably more challenging and I liked that. But by the end, Jerangong was, our team was very strong and it was kind of sort of like we all, some of our boys, you know, we had to think five in that squad. We're all sort of ready to try and maybe take on something a bit more of a challenge and it certainly was that first year. We I think we won, well, we were used to being undefeated and we won, Two games had a draw and lost the other five. So yeah, it's a bit of unknown territory for you guys there. But in the second year, you kind of had a, a better season as a team, winning what was it five games maybe? Yeah, one five, one five, lost three. Yeah, I guess in the sense of of training wise, I know Maka and the coaching staff really drilled in on those little things in the game that you want to keep working on and and keep you know drilling it in your head because that what that's what makes you a better player. Do you find transitioning from from Howard Matz to to NRL? They're still drilling those little things into. Uh, it's probably gone up a level again. To yeah. be honest, like all your catch pass stuff, your your tackle technique, your grip on the ball. They're still doing all that stuff up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's pretty much the start of most sessions. It's like it's and, like an intangible. It's a must. And then going from from Steelers finishing off that season, then going back to club playing for. For Jangong in the first grade side, you won a bloody comp, mate. Tell us about that. How'd that feel? Yeah, it was just an amazing experience that whole time. Like, I, I got I got hurt um, after a rep carnival, and then I missed a few weeks, and I was just absolutely itching to come back. And then when I did, I ended up going to flag, and then I was a bit worried maybe I wouldn't get to play for Jangong by the end of yep. the year. But we got it sorted. I ended up coming back for the finals. It was just, it was just an amazing three weeks. It was so special. Like, I still remember that last training sessions before the game we did a captain's run i was just like wow i'm here oh, this is amazing we get to <laughs> yeah. play grand final tomorrow with yeah. people i've watched for a decade like yeah it was pretty special because the, the score it was pretty close it was 12 all or something for majority of the second half wasn't it uh, i think it was six all and they scored with eight minutes to go and missed the kick and we our front row alexander weir <laughs> jumped on a loose ball with three minutes to go from in front and we got the kick and won 12 10 so Bro, crazy. And then, what what was going what was going through your head when when that siren went? We were like, what the fuck? I just won a comp. Honestly, it was pretty surreal. I couldn't. I still am sort of a little bit like, wow, that really happened. Like, yeah, I didn't remember much of the game at all. I remember the first fifteen minutes of the game, thinking like, knowing I was going into the forward pack later in the game because I started in the centers, just thinking, 
I'm so exhausted out here. I cannot imagine what it's going to be like because it's so hot. I was there watching. It was like, I don't know, 42 degrees or something. I was just standing there and watching, let alone playing. It was crazy. Bro, you're lucky. I've been first grade-wise. I've played in three grand finals, lost all three. I know, first year. Mate, you can hang up your boots now. You can just sit it. back and relax. You mentioned it before you came on in the forwards. At Steelers and Harold Match, you were playing in the centers. And I know you play a little bit of back row too. What's your preferred position there? Where would you rather play? I'd say center. Yeah. At the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the centers. Like at training at the NRL boys, that's been good. And I feel like that's probably is my best position at the moment. I won't lie. Locke was very fun in the last few games for Jeringal. That was good. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a tip when you play Locke again. I'm especially at it. Just a tip on bro. Don't have to get tackled. Just tip onto your front row. <laughs> and then once, once you won the comp, you then got a late call up to the schoolboy side. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So you played the grand final what, on the Sunday and then you left for Papua New Guinea the Monday? I played the grand final on the Sunday, Monday morning. Uh, I think I got up at five to go to the airport. Bro, how's that? Tell us a bit about that experience. Oh, wow. That was, it was one of the like best experiences of my life. That whole trip was just so crazy. Like They are literally, football is their religion. They are just obsessed everywhere we went. There's just people bashing our uh, windows on the bus. Like, we got yeah. security. Then they're nuts. They're just fanatical fans. You even see, like, on the TV, like, when the NRL Australian team are in are in the country, they're chasing the bus down the road. They're, like, holding up, like, the streets aligned with people. And that's crazy that you even get that, I guess, sort of attention for a schoolboy side. <laughs> yeah. How, how personally, how did you go over there playing in Papua New Guinea? I came off, uh, I came off the bench. I uh, sort of used as a utility, so I played hooker. Lock eventually, yeah, I know that's a first, yeah. Uh, actually, I actually think it was my first time, and that was for Australia, so it was a bit, it was a bit interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I did a lot of reps off the ground, of passing off the ground before I went. No, oh, you would have, you would have sore hamstrings, yeah. What about result wise? How did the team go over there? Yeah, so we won, uh, very late again. We won like within the last five minutes, we scored a try. Uh, our 18th man who wasn't, he wasn't used as an 18th man. It was just an 18 man squad. He scored sort of a little runaway try. Um, and that was really good. And those boys, you know, such a good experience just meeting all them and being with them. And yeah. Right. Hey, we're going to move on to my new segment. I've only used this segment once before with Ruben Garrick, but it's your turn now. I hope you have a good memory. All right. It's time for this. You best delete your browsing history after this because you're about to enter the Vaughn Hub. Ooh, yeah. So essentially, H, what happens here is I dive deep into the Vaughn Hub and I find clips of you doing something on the footy field and I'm going to play it back to you and you have to tell us what was running through your head at the time. All right, here's clip number one. About 25 minutes into the first half here, and it's 4-0, and he's been getting two tries last week, and have a look at him here, two tries, six, and he goes off the right, and he's going to go all the way, he won't stop him up the hay diddle diddle, and he certainly just turned defence into attack. I remember they kicked dead, so we got a 20 metre restart, and our, our winger Finn, Egan, he um he took it up, and he got a quick play the ball for me, and I was like, alright, sweet, this is good, like. And I just remember sweeping around to the left-hand side of the ruck. And so I was ready. Like, I was just one off the ruck. And I noticed the marker, like, came out. Because he got a quick play of the ball, the marker came out really hard, trying to just shut me down straight away. So I sort of ended up just getting his inside shoulder. And then there was a bit of space. So I just took it. 
all of a sudden I was one on one with the fullback and I just sort of managed to get around him and then finish under the post. Bro, that was it was crazy because that was like a weird point in the game, like like it might have been six or and then you kind of gave the boys a, a six point lead heading into half time, which was crucial because then we come out in that second half and blew them away a little bit. Talking about blowing it away, this is clip number two. And Illawarra with another raid here. Kirk, Reed, they send it wide, this time from Buchanan, you won't, him that close, you won't catch him, mate. Too easy. I just remember, um, I think the lead, Drew Langdon ran a really good lead, and it just, like, it's the, the opposing centre sort of came in a little bit, and just him just coming in a little bit and not holding just gave me enough room to sort of get around him, and then I looked to tip, but then the winger just stayed out, so it just took the space. You wanted to find the line, mate. You wanted to get that number two in. All right, number three. This time they'll go right again. Reed hits it with a bit of pace on him. You can and you won't stop him there. Here he goes again for a tree, please. We went down the short side. We had a four on four or three on four. Like they had three defenders. We had four attackers and then Reedy threw a cutout and I just ended up on the other side. Going and... in for a hat trick, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on from that segment, we're going to talk. We talked a little bit about it before, but the NRL preseason. Overall, I know you said earlier that it's like up another level. It, it's an awesome feeling that like you, you're learning those little things, it, like they're drilling the little things into again and over and over again. What else about it is what makes it special for you, I guess? Um, obviously, they're, they're full days at training. That's not just two hours in the afternoon. Tell us a little bit about the full experience. I'd say the lifestyle I really enjoy. Like, I can't really believe I'm sort of doing it as a job. It doesn't mm -hmm. sort of feel real. And I've said that to a few people, like, this is amazing. I get to train for footy and stay fit and use an ice bath and a hot tub for free. And it's my job. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. I don't know. Yeah. It's very surreal. Very surreal. What's the structure, I guess, behind it? So I know I've been in there a couple of years ago when the previous coach was was there. Like they'd have, they'd split up into groups. Like they'd have the backs in the gym, the forwards would be out in the field doing whatever they're doing, and then they'd swap, and then they'd come together as a team. They'd have a few like player meetings in 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 between it, all that. So what's the structure kind of like now? Yeah, it'd be pretty similar to that. Like usually it's like we've got like a rookie group and then forwards and backs. Um, but on, we're all on the field together and then usually like the reviews are split. Um, you, you have an individual review sometimes and then, yeah. So coaches sort of let you know how you're going and it's, it's really helpful. Like sometimes you need to see it and be taught from someone else on the video, you know, are oh, you doing this wrong and you need to work on this. Sometimes you're unaware of it during like you, you think you're doing the right thing and then you watch the video and go, oh, actually, you know, I'm not. And then so that's really good for learning. And yeah, I think I think the structure is really good. What about when you first come into into the preseason? Was there a player or or a number of players that kind of took you in and you know under under their wing and and helped you through those first couple of days? Yeah, I'd say uh, probably definitely Zach Lomax. It was a big help. Like the first day we went for a coffee together and we just talked and then that weekend we went for another coffee and he like he just gave me some really good advice. Um we ended we've st we started preseason, like our first NRL preseason at the same age. So I think that sort of helped. Um and yeah, he just he just gave me great advice and just stuff that like I I used and it ended up, you know, being really beneficial and got got me through it and yeah. 
All right, H, it's time for the rapid fire question round. So how it's going to work is I'm going to fire off some rapid fire questions to you and you have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Let's get into it. Who is the fittest at the club? That climax. Lowey. Definitely. Strongest. Francis Molo is pretty strong. Thought you were going to say yourself. No. I've got, I've got a long way to go. I'm way off. <laughs> right. Who's the funniest? Bird's certainly a character. Birdie. He's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good. You might have just answered this one before, but who have you learned the most from? Yeah. In terms of um, how to manage, like, living that way, probably Zach as well. Uh, I, I'd say Willie Talau as a coach. He's really helped me. Obviously, he was a centre and... Um, yeah, so I do a fair bit of video with him, and he's really good. He's really helpful. Who's the most annoying? Birdie. Oh, I don't want to. Yeah, probably. Birdie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it comes with it if you're always cracking jokes. Quickly before we wrap up, there was a couple of other boys from your Howard Matts squad that have kind of got that preseason with the NRL squad. So who's there? You've got is Reedy there? Cade Reed. Reedy is there. Who else? Well, from the Dragons, we've got Finau Latu. Mm-hmm. He's he's very good. He was also he was in the Australian um, schoolboys team yep. as well. He was the starting lock, and he's a very good player. How's how's Reedy going up there with with the big boys? Reedy's going well, actually. Has he put on size? Yeah, he's put on a few kilos. That's probably that's probably the only thing letting him down at the moment. Honestly, he's he's skilled really good. Like he's skillfully good. He's been picking up the. Uh, the structure and the systems pretty well. So, yeah, his, once he gets bigger, look out. I remember I saw him after the Harold Matt season ended in at Subway. I was like, Reedy, what are you doing, mate? He goes, just getting a couple of sandwiches because the Dragons want me to bulk up. So, all I can imagine, Reedy, is going down the Subway every day, getting 40 foot longs and just oh, smashing them. He needs them. <laughs> he needs them. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, what are your goals for the 2024 season? Uh, definitely, definitely playing flag like the whole year. That'd probably be a goal of mine. Um, probably, hopefully getting a reserve grade debut. That'd, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, I, I just want also our teams to win. I don't like losing. And last year in flag, I played four games and we lost all four games. So I, I want that to change and I want that to hopefully change within the club too i want i want the dragons to be a successful club and hopefully i can be a part of that and help out when do you think or in your mindset when are you eyeing off hopefully making that nrl debut oh i'm not really sure i I hope it does happen one day probably hopefully in the next three years about to turn 18 so that'll be good hopefully in the next three years well, when you do, make sure you you save me to get because your favourite strength and conditioning coach wants to be there. Yeah, I owe it to you. Thanks, Razzy. All right, H, thanks for joining us today and enjoy the, the pre-season when you go back to it. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, what up, guys? Thanks for listening to today's episode. Hey, if you want to keep in touch with everything The Amateur Athlete Podcast, make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Amateur Athlete Podcast. Or if you want to connect with the show, you can DM us on Instagram or you can email me at theamateurathletepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so you can keep up to date with everything Amateur Athlete. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.